Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. So this is Laura Massa, and we are here with our uh, fourth call of the EFT Tapping Mastery Call, and um, Janice relating to us. So ladies, in order to have a nice recording for everybody, make sure that you put yourself on mute when you're not talking so we can have a really nice recording. Um, And Jenna was telling us a little bit about how um, something happened to her boyfriend, and they... Um, she actually did did some tapping. So go ahead, Jenna, tell us. Okay, so he was telling me about the pain in his stomach, and it got increasingly worse after he expressed some emotional things about his past with his wife, ex-wife. And his pain got better for a while once we talked about some things, and it got a lot worse. So I said, I knew he wasn't going to be up for tapping because he was moving all over, kind of rolling on the floor, kind of. So I just started tapping. I tapped through the points and said, this pain, Dave's pain, oh, my God, the pain. It's excruciating. I'm doubled over, you know. And I just kept tapping through the points about Dave's pain. Well, then all of a sudden, he literally got on his knees on the ground and started sobbing, bawling, bawling. And and he just said thank you to me, just thank you. And then he came back to me and said, you know, you're right. It does have an emotional component, and I really need to get rid of this stuff that I've been holding inside. So it was just very interesting to see even me just tapping for him how this stuff really works. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So- you were able to almost like you, it was like a um oh how do you call it? like you you tapped for him right like in a yes. surrogate tapping yes surrogate tapping yes yes and it it worked so he was able to access it did the pain diminish did it shift um his pain continued it shifted a little bit um and uh we needed to go to urgent care and then his heart rate was so low that we were rushed to the emergency room and they had to do all those tests before they could test his stomach and stuff. But as the day went, you know, I tapped throughout the day as we were there. Um, They did give him pain meds and stuff too, but I would tap for him and I did some of my healing work on him. And um, at the end of the day, he wanted to, pardon me, but he wanted to vomit so bad all day long and just couldn't, just couldn't. And right before we were leaving, they they started to discharge us is when he decided it was time to vomit. <laughs> and so they kept us longer. But the actual comment from the nurse when he did it was, wow, you had a lot of stuff that you needed to get out of there, didn't you? And I just started wow. laughing. And she just looked at me. And once he threw up, and once he was able to express all that emotional stuff, he just felt so much better all the way around. And 
you know, as I said, we're working on this, the follow-up with all of this and what he needs to do. And it, it was a wake-up call for us to eat better. And um, we used to run together all the time. We haven't done it for a long time. So we're starting more healthy um, activities together and eating and things like that. So it was it was awesome. Uh, it was bad, but it was awesome. It's <laughs> well, it was, I can totally see it. Well, you know, like life happens. Things take place. And when you have a tool that you can use, uh, and I know you have other in your toolbox, but when you can do something about it, it is really awesome to have, you know, and I feel like this is a huge success because sometimes I have to tell you that a lot of people have tools and they don't use them because, you know, in a stressful moment, we kind of freak out and we forget it. Yeah. No, I just said, honey, I feel like we need to tap. Can you tap? No. I, and, and he's kind of, he believes in what I'm doing and he sees me tap sometimes and he, whatever. He just hasn't started doing it yet. But honest to God, after I was tapping for him and this happened, he just looked at me like, oh, my God. I said, see, yes. So it does have an emotional component, sweetheart. And and you're able to release now. Look at how much you release. So he really got it, which was really cool for me to have him understand what I've been telling him for months and months and months. <laughs> and that feels awesome too, right? Because it's like when you see it happening, and you can never, ever say that that was any kind of placebo effect because he doesn't, he didn't probably think that it would even you know, work on him. Exactly. Yeah, he was like, yeah. yeah, do whatever. And he knows, like, when I put my hands on him and stuff, at times things, you know, he he knows that that helps him and everything. But I tried that earlier, and it, it he wouldn't let me in, if you will. Like, with my healing work, if people block me sometimes, they just wouldn't let me in. And I couldn't see, because normally I can see. I couldn't see. I couldn't feel. He just wasn't. And when I turned to the tapping you know, and, and kind of talking him through some of the stuff that we, we have said uh, with the tapping scripts and things like that. It was it was very interesting to see the release and, and um, really cool for him to be able to experience it and now know what I'm talking about with tapping as being an effective tool. That is so cool, so, so cool, especially because, you know what, the other piece is that, there's, there's, as you know and you've learned, there's people that have the exact same ailment or diagnosis that he has that experience no pain, like no yeah. pain whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's why, you know, when we were at the training and even on and on and thinking, you know, emo- the emotional component of pretty much everything is so amazing. It really, it really has a huge impact. Absolutely. So, tell me, since since you're on, since then, have you actually uh, have you been working with somebody else? How are, do you have any other questions or anything that we can we can? Uh, well, yeah. no, I'm gonna have someone next week. It was the lady with the hip pain that I told you with the infection. I had her appointment actually the day that I was that Dave went in, so I had to cancel. So I won't have her until. Um, next Tuesday in the morning. So I, um, I'm i going to share the story with her, actually, and, you know, little bits of the story with her anyway, and um, and see what we can do to help her release some of her hip pain, too. So 
I'll let you know. TBA. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. Wonderful. Now, that sounds really good. And it's wonderful that things happen for a reason because now you have, I have to tell you, you can tell that he was your partner. You can also say that he was a, a client that you had. Right, so, right. However you feel comfortable. But, you know, for some people, it's like you can always say that he, it's up to you. That is, of course, up to you. Okay. Thank you. Of Thank course. You. Yeah. So, Donna, do you want to go next? Okay. Yeah. And even, okay. you know, Jenna, Jenna, if you have any other questions that may come up, let us know, right? We're doing successes first, and then any questions or anything that may have come up. Okay, thanks. Hi, everybody. I just want to say hi before I mute myself. Love you big. <laughs> um. Sure. So just success right now. Um, well, my big success is that I did a CSA with a, a woman that I met at a networking event, and she um, has said that she wants to do three sessions with me starting in January. So. to you? Did you how did you you know, did she know that you were doing tapping? How did you mention it? Tell us, tell us. I haven't mentioned the tapping, so that comes in the part of the question. because, um, <laughs> you know, at Margaret always says at networking events you don't talk about tapping, you talk about what you you know, what what um, pains you cure or address. So that's what I was doing at this networking event. And this woman said, I'm, I'm looking at getting a divorce and I should talk to you. So I said, great. And we set up a call. And um, I just, I did the CSA that Fiona taught us and that I've been practicing. And I just followed it really exactly the way it was all the way down to, and this is how I do it. And I do three sessions and I cross this much. And she's like, well, I need to do this. So it was very easy. It was very, I just trusted that, awesome. this, you know, if she was a perfect client, that I didn't have to do anything fancy. I just needed to follow what people had told me was That's effective, you know, because I've yep. done CSA with a bunch of people, and, and people say it's really effective. Fabulous. That sounds really great. Congratulations. So, yeah. any, any questions? Have, did you actually see some of the people that we um, that we talked about? Have you used some of the uh, tools that we discussed? Any other comments or questions? I haven't had a chance to use um, either of the, like the kind of new tools that we talked about last time. Uh, I'm eager to do that. I have tapped with... Um, Two people since our last call, um, and one is just that regular client who I'm trying to now incorporate tapping with, and um, she's she's very willing 
but um, we didn't get very far down into the pain. And then we kind of had to end abruptly as her husband, who is what she is focusing on right now, came home. So um, we, we have our next call scheduled for a time when she will be have privacy and would not expect anybody to be walking in on her. Good, good. And it, but she's she's interested and willing to try it, which is very important. Yeah, she is. Um, it's just it's a matter of I I don't know me getting comfortable with how to lead her to that place where she really is in so much in pain. You know yeah. that we were talking about because we know that she's there because she's always in her enforcer. Right. So. And it may be just, you know, you could just start by naming it. And it starts super simple for her to just release. One of the things that I have found with tapping that is, um, ugh, let me tell you, was an incredible and absolutely fabulous relief. As, you know, as a psychotherapist, you know, I was a lot more a sounding board than somebody that would coach, right? It's like a lot more of a passive role. And as a as a coach, and especially with tapping, I could really use my intuition and name things that I would never have their name when I was just, uh, you know, doing psychotherapy. Um, it's just, you know, I didn't... So, so now, one of the things is that sometimes I just name things. I just name what's going on. And... Um, it was so great. I, I wish, I really wish that, um, give me one second. Um, actually, can, in the previous um, training we had, in the previous EFT Level 1 and 2 workshop, there was a lady that I did a demo with. This was in the spring. And she was a completely enforcer in a really um, controlling way. So she came up and she said something. I don't know if this is your client may be anything like this. But she was convinced that um, she knew what was best for her grown children and her husband, and they really needed to pay more attention to her. And if they did, everything would be okay. And she didn't like the the fact that they were treating her as if she were the the controller or the know it all, or you know. And, and they they were they were not appreciative of how much she wanted to help. Does that scenario sound any any that, you know, oh, familiar? Yeah, totally, totally, this woman. <laughs> right. I don't know uh, why I mean, she came. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> she's, it, it, some of it's motivated or she wants to pretend it's motivated by help, but to, to help them, but a lot of times it's just because she wants them to stop behaving the way they're behaving and behave the way that she wants them to. And but it's, it's pretty much the same. Exactly, right? She is a woman that was probably in her, like I would say, mid-60s, something like that. She had retired of being a teacher. And she just, you know, so when I started tapping with her, I started by saying how how much she really knew that if her children, even though they were adults, if her children really listened to her and did as she knew was best for them, that they would be okay. And she would feel so much better knowing that they would be okay and they would be 
happy and they would be, you know, they would be fine. They wouldn't have the problems that they had. It was just because they were making their own choices. So all of that, I'm totally joining with her. Do you see that? As you uh-huh. know, I'm saying these, and she's repeating as we're tapping. And uh-huh. and then and then you know, of course, everybody, the family, who interestingly enough was there, a daughter and a husband. Uh, and I said, you know, and the the problem is that they don't they don't really, you know, I was talking to her. Like they don't really hear that you know what's best for them, and that you you're the piece where she I joined with her and what was going on, and then I started saying. Because the truth is, you really want them to be happy. And based on your experience and your, you know, your years and everything and your knowledge, you, can, you actually know what might be better for them. And it would be so good for you to be able to relax and not worry so much. So I turned it on her and I actually got her in touch with the fact how much she cared. That she was doing that from a caring place. And that that actually led to her, you know, her connection with her mother. She said that that she, you know, her mother had been like that, extremely controlling and critical. And then she actually put it together just by through the tapping and just narrating what was going on. It was basically narrating her experience. But I think the tapping does something because it releases the the fear and the hypervigilance that our nervous system or the stress response that our nervous system goes into, allowing the executive part of the brain, which is the frontal part, to really process stuff and understand things in a very different light with more perspective. So all of a sudden she got it. She got it that her mother did to her what she was doing to her children. She hated it in her mother and and then we got into what would have what would she have liked, you know, to receive from her mother. So it was really an amazing healing for her. Where initially I was just voicing what she was telling me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at, at a, at, it got to a point that it got so ridiculous because I was like, you know, I pushed it and I said, the truth is that you really know what's best for everyone here. If every, everyone here in the in this room did what you tell them to do, they would be fine. And and at first she said, like, yeah, and then she cracked up because it was really ridiculous, you know. (laughs) But but it was really good to just say, if there's anything, I don't know, it's very interesting. So this woman has similar characteristics. Is that what's going on? What? That's the woman that I'm, the the story that I'm telling you, does it remind you of the lady that you work with? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I I don't know why I I got I just so remind remind got reminded of this lady I I wanted to tell you about it so does it make sense Donna had to actually approach her with her yes yes and right. and I I can say I did start we got interrupted but that was so that, that was what I was doing the voicing of what how she was feeling um, but we didn't get to where you got to. Um, so that's great. Uh, okay. Yeah, great. And who is the other person that you tapped with? Um, well, uh, my my friend who doesn't like the dentist, but this wasn't on the dentist. This was on. She called and asked me for some advice around something that 
was bothering her, and we, she talked about it for a while, and then as her um, intensity started to rise, I was like, okay, we're going to tap on this. Oh, good. So she did. Yeah. I didn't really yeah. you did do a shift? Um, it... Her emotion was able to come out, and she got to see more clearly what it was that was bothering her about the situation. Um, yeah. But her, but the it was she was going into a situation, and and um, that I I had hoped that it would be easier for her when she was there, and maybe it was. It's hard to say, but. It wasn't like smooth sailing, but maybe yeah. it was easier for her to deal with. But she did at least get to have her emotions about it before. Um, and so I think she didn't bring all of that intensity into what was a challenging situation. Great. And sometimes I have to tell you, sometimes in, when in order to really shift, especially when there's a, a dynamic or a relationship that is very intense, it could be like, an ex-partner or, you know, a parent or, or something that reminds us of those kinds of uh, connections, it um, really takes quite a few intense sessions in order to shift, really, the, the way that somebody behaves. And I'm sharing this because I have worked with a number of clients where even though they, have, they may have three or four sessions in one on, you know, with one parent and releasing a lot and really shifting, healing, and integrating, and yet that parent may come for Christmas or whatever it might be, and uh, there's still intensity. It's not completely gone. It can take, especially with, you know, a significant relationship, can take, it can take a little while to integrate and shift enough internally that it shifts externally. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So I'm very glad that she got you know, to be able to be in a different place and release some of the emotions, get better perspective, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Any questions or any anything else that you may want to bring up? Well, my question is about this um, new client who doesn't even know anything about tapping. Um, do I, like, talk to her about it in the first session? Um, and then have her go watch a video that I will have made between now and then. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, ask her if she's open to this or, or not even just let her know this is one of the tools that I use. And, and you know, because I can't, if she doesn't know about it at all, and I don't even know if she does it or if she doesn't, I can't really tap with her if she hasn't ever seen it. Absolutely. So I will definitely address that. Yes. And I I think that regardless, that video needs to be made, doesn't it? Yes, I think that's, (laughs) well, I I made a goal to do one video in December, so I think that's my video. Woohoo! All right, good. Video coming before the end of the the month, which December goes like 1st, 10th, and 31st. I don't know why. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Wonderful. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, talk about that if anything else comes up. Thank you. Claudia. Claudia. Hello. 
Hello, so, Brooke, how are you? Much better than last week, thank you. Oh, you sound too. Yeah, I had a big shift. Um, it's actually separate from tapping. I actually went to an Al-Anon meeting, and it helped me a lot. So it helped me shift out of my misery. So <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. That's good. But, but it really started last week when we tapped together. It really shifted me. And um, I know we're talking about successes, but then I tapped the following day on breaking vows, and it really put me back in the dumps again. But it didn't stop me from tapping. So then, like, I was, like, sad again. But um, I was listening to songs with lyrics that really hit me, like, deeply. So I would read the lyrics of the song, listen to the song, and tap. And that was really powerful. Great idea. Yeah. So, you know, it kept me in the tapping mode and I just kept tapping and that's my success for this week that I'm like tapping again. So yeah. Awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. And you know that's the the thing is you're going through a major transformation and yeah. a major shift that really does involve some significant grieving. Um yeah. and I was talking I was talking with you know with a mentor of mine recently and he said you know, grieving is one of the main main emotions that humans go through, and it, they're real. You know, you can yeah. actually, it, you know, comes and goes, but it's like, but it's not just about your husband. There's a lot, you, I think you know, that yeah. this just is like the tip of the iceberg, right, of a, yeah. a lot of grieving. So that, that it's like catharsis. It's really like releasing, and it's a yeah. major release. And I didn't even realize it, but I was actually in a state of shock because uh, mm. I was cold all the time and shivering and shaking, and I couldn't warm up. And uh, until Tuesday morning when I came out of the shock, I could feel my body, and my body going to have hunger again, and I can go to the bath. Like, my body was, like, in a state of shock. Mm. So it's it's a real, and grieving, it's a real physical experience as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So how can we help you today or support you? Any questions that you have? Um, Yeah, I have a question because one of my friends approached me today about tapping with a group of teenagers. There's a school near him, and it's for teenagers recovering from addiction. And I've definitely recovered from addiction and had a lot of addiction in in my life or in, in, with my partners, and I would love to talk about tapping for addiction. Sounds great. So, is the idea you may be sharing or doing a presentation? How would that be? I don't know yet. I just would meet the principal and then talk with her. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know where to begin. But I, I I'm a teenager at heart. Everybody says that I'm a wise teenager. Donna can attest to me being a teenager, right? I love it. Yeah, and um, and I can I feel like I can probably be able to relate to these kids and help them. So I'm gonna take a risk and try it, and um, uh, just tell the woman like this would be me being a novice. Like you know, like let's try it, and this is me being a novice. If it works for you, let's give it a whirl. 
But, like, the second part of that question is, like, lately I've been tapping, and I'll tap, and I'll feel worse after I tap. So, like, I'm also worried about that with someone who's recovering from an addiction. So, yeah. Uh, So tell me about the tapping and feeling worse a little bit. So you're doing, like, okay, you're feeling not so great, and you start tapping, and then you start feeling worse. So tell me. Can you tell me a tiny bit more about that? Yeah. So last week we tapped together and I felt amazing. And then the next day I did a tapping script that Sophia from Spain created. And it was yeah. all on breaking, breaking the vows, breaking vows or breaking your own rules of like, that keep you small and the guilt that comes along with that. And then I felt awful. I felt like so bad. And I had to call her and I had to say, what happened? I feel worse. And we just talked about how it brings up, you know, like breaking a vow is pretty strong stuff. Um, and then Sophia and I did tapping again Tuesday morning, and it was on gold, outrageous gold. She did the outrageous gold on me. But I felt worse. Like we did the tap, like we set the goal, and then we did the tapping that goes with that part. And then I felt worse. It went from, like, a 7 to, like, a 10, and I was like, I feel like shit. <laughs> um, so then we kept tapping, and it, it got better. But I, I don't know, maybe I'm just digging up some really deep stuff? I, I don't know. I'm curious what one of the pieces, that, there's two things that come up, and I, and I love when you guys share because I get to, to share also uh, stories of things that have happened to me that either will happen to you or you can think of situations where this can take place um, that I think I, I find it very helpful. So the two scenarios where I find that you tap and it can get worse, the first one, which is the most common, is when somebody, you know, we all, we all know how to deal with life and we just need to function, right? And most of the time, we're dealing with, you know, functional, functioning adults or, you know, even if it's teenagers. But, you know, we, we go about our life and we're just doing and coping and doing what we have to do. When we stop and we start tapping and naming what may be affecting us, all of a sudden we're in, we get in touch with it and we get mm. in touch with it in a different way. It's almost like opening a door. But mm. it has happened several times for me where I tap with someone and, and I say, okay, how intense is this statement for you right now? And they say, well, it's like that's five or six. And I'm like, okay. So we go into it and we do like two or three rounds and all of a sudden it's like, I'm like, how are you doing? It's like, it's like a nine. And I'm like, yeah. great. And so I say great and I explain that in reality it was always a nine, possibly even a ten. Oh. And and what happens is that what we just did is open up that door so they are actually more in touch with whatever it is. That so makes that's, sense. One, that's one piece which has happened quite often, right? And yeah, it absolutely makes a lot of sense. The other thing is that if you actually, and I never talked with Sophia, so I don't know how the scripts are or whatnot, but... One of the things that I have found, and Stefan has always said he does not like scripts, he's totally against scripts, 
because, and I, I understand his point of view, and this is the second reason why this can take place, is that when you are following a script, you tap on the negative and you check in, you may get, you know, better or worse, but then if you're following a script, we, you go into the positive. And if you go into the positive too soon, you're going to end up leaving much worse than when you started. Oh. Because the negative is actually going to start pushing the positive and it's not going to be integrated. You know, you know what I mean? I get it, yeah. It's like, so the, when you're feeling, let's say that, let's, let's actually be very specific, because I think it's, if you're feeling really devastated because you found out that somebody betrayed you, right? And, and you're just feeling like crap. You're feeling terrible, and it feels like somebody just, like, you know, went inside your body and just took a piece of, I don't know, and an organ out of you or something. And it feels so intense. And you start tapping and tapping and tapping, you know, naming the pain and all the different aspects and how it reminds you of when you were young and maybe you were abandoned or you were rejected by a parent or, you know, you, everything that comes up is there. You name it or not, but it's there. If you switch too soon to, to actually to the positive place, then that negative is almost like it's almost like if you were actually turning the heat on it in a pot and it starts boiling over. Mm. Because it needs to actually be released, but it hasn't. And it's almost like you're just putting a lid on it. And it's like if you're trying to cook pasta and, uh, you know, you put the lid, it overflows, right? Mm. Mm. So that's exactly what takes place. It's so... And for people, I'm not saying this about Sophia at all, okay, but people, I have noticed these for people that are somewhat new to tapping or people that are, have an amazing heart and they don't like staying in the negative too long. Mm-hmm. So we shift too soon to a positive place. So Got talking about these, has it, does it, does it, what does it seem to you? What do you think happened for you as I'm telling you these? Definitely the first one. I opened a door to the floodgates. Yeah. I was, okay. I, I'm very good at coping. I'm very good mm. at learning to suppress and have dealt with depression a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it was definitely the first one where I opened the door to something that was like, oh, my God, especially with a vow, breaking a vow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then what happens is that you just really need to go there and, and tap it until it's just, it gets released, right, and really address what is the main fear. Because when we're breaking vows, there's a very intense fear that there, there's going to be a drastic consequence. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, drastic um, Yeah. But I do also understand the second one, and I understand how that could also be a case because it doesn't happen to be mine, but I do understand that how clearly now how that could happen too. Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So uh, actually, since I have you on the line, I will talk about teenagers and addictions, and then I'll, uh, I'll answer Donna's questions or any other questions that come up, of course. So 
teenagers and addictions, I think that um, it would, you would be wonderful to do these. I would recommend that you actually um, find someone that you can practice with. Um, it would be awesome if you were a teenager, even if there's no addictions involved, some sort of, you know. So you, I want, it would be really wonderful that when you get to talk with the person that is in charge, you feel a little bit more confident. Even if you, mm. you can, you know, you can say comfortably, well, you know, I haven't done this specific scenario before, but I have, you know, I have this tool that is amazing for releasing anxiety and tension and pressure. It addresses, you know, depression or um, mostly anxiety. Because when you, you know, addictions and, and, and um, anxiety like, go hand in hand, right? Mm. Um, and I don't know what your, you know, everybody has a different um, idea of what addiction takes place. And the main thing is that an addiction takes place when there's something going on that the person is not comfortable feeling or being mm. in, and it, the person wants to escape. So they're going to use something, whatever it might be. An addiction could be, you know, could be an escape through some sort of substance, but it could be through some sort of behavior. There's people that, you know, shop. There's people that work. There's people that pack. There's all kinds of ways in which we escape not feeling what we what is present. So, what the best, you know, and that's when tapping is an amazing tool because what happens is that. If you name whatever the person might be feeling, it's like, you know, I'm really uncomfortable in my body. I just feel like I just, you know, I want to crawl out of my skin. I'm upset or I'm sad or I'm angry. And you just are able to, it's about teaching the person to slow down and really release the, the tension, the internal tension caused by the discomfort. So there's not there's not such an intense need to escape. Does that make sense? It does, and I'm just trying to relate it to me. Mm-hmm. So that I can understand. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember what I was trying to escape. Um And I just, I don't know, I guess, I guess I was trying to escape the situation in my home. So even though I was out of my home at the point I had the addiction problem, I still had the pain of what happened when I was living with a mentally ill mother. So, yeah, I can, I can understand that. I, I understand that I, even though I was out of my home, I was still trying to escape the pain that I had experienced. So I get that now. Absolutely. And and you know what? It's always about um, emotional pain. It could be happening in the time. And escaping doesn't necessarily mean um, a, an external situation. A lot of the times, and I would say most of the time, the situation is internal. Because at that point, it's like we're trying to escape feeling a certain way. Uh, it could be pain. It could be just feeling extremely frustrated there's usually there's people that are very sensitive and mm. they they feel very intensely and sometimes it feels too overwhelming 
just feel the pain or feel the, you know, the discomfort or the hurt or, you know, or the, sad, the sadness, the, the anger that could come from it, any given situation. That makes sense because I, I feel I am very, very, very sentient, so that makes sense. Yeah. But, but that's, you know, if you actually share your story, um, it, it could be incredible. But mostly it would be really, really good to, do you have some teenagers in your life that you could, um, well, actually, you know, even the people from Al-Anon. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, so, you that's know. Yeah, that's a perfect idea. And it's interesting that I went to Al-Anon and that now this is coming out. It feels like a theme that's ready to be addressed and like I can handle it. Yeah, yeah. I, came, I came through. There's, there's no, there's no coincidences, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what I would say is just uh, the first step with with teenagers and tapping, or you know, using for anything at all, is just super, super basic. Um, for Stefan, he likes introducing tapping in a group as you notice, with um, addressing some sort of, you know, physical tension or pain. I like mm-hmm. using it. The one that I love using is uh, is just kind of anxiety. And what I when I do a group, what I invite everybody to get in touch with is someone that they know they have to do, but they don't want to do it. Mm. Because I don't know anybody that cannot think of something that they know they have to do. It, it could be anything from you know, schoolwork to having to confront somebody or, you know, finish a task, anything at all. I mean, doing the dishes, whatever, right? Everybody has something that they prefer not doing. And uh, and I actually do a refusal tapping, and it works beautifully. You do a what? A refusal tapping. I said, you know, even though yeah, I have to do tap. these, yeah, even though I have to do, you know, I have to do these, I would, I would like to feel comfortable. I would like to know that I am a cool kid or I'm a, you know, I'm a cool dude, whatever it might be, uh, even though I don't want to do these. And then when I tap through the points, I say, I don't want to do it. I absolutely refuse to do it. I don't have to. I don't want to. And it doesn't matter. And this this thing is not going to work. It's not going to change my mind. I don't have to do it. I, and I just go at that, which is hilarious. Because, you know, they're like, really? Is it going to do anything? And if you take numbers before and after, it's really cool. Because everybody's like, well, I could do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It also has a little bit of a, uh, what is the reverse psychology kind of thing. Oh. So, yeah, we can talk more about it if you want. That's great. Yeah. yeah that, does that make sense? Do you have any specific question about how to approach the director or whatever? Or you don't know when it might take place either, right? Right, it's going to take place after the new year, so okay. yeah, that's okay. stuff I'm, I'm okay with. That's stuff I'm comfortable with. Good, good, that's good. Yeah, and you're going to be in a better place yourself. So I think it's as you, if you gather, you know, you get more confident that that's what comes across. Cool. I mean, it's after the new year. Good. That sounds great. So. Um, Regarding Donna's question about um, how, what to do about 
a first client, a first time client who doesn't know about or you don't even know if she knows stopping or not. Um, and do you talk to her on the first session? So my the, the short answer would be absolutely. The way to introduce it is a key. And I always say that it's, it's just a tool. I, I introduce it as a tool. And um, and the reason that I, after many years, and you could say the exact same thing, and, you know, in wanting to help people and helping people, however you phrase it, which is absolutely true for me, um, I've always been looking for ways that I can, you know, gen, you know, more gentle, more practical, more empowering and efficient at releasing emotions and negative you know, beliefs and so on. And I found something that is just really amazing. And I I, I often introduce it to clients uh, during the CSA. I always tell them if they don't know what it's like, I always ask them. And I would say, um, I actually have a page that I send them to that has a video and has information. Uh, you can go to it if you like to just, you know, model it after it, take take whatever information you want from it. Um, because it, it's really it's really cool to just get them and get them on board about it. The reason that I think it's very important is that you don't know what may come up, but if they start feeling really intensely, it would be better to have that tool already on the table and you can use it instead of having to introduce you know introduce it when something is really up. Does that make sense, Donna? It does make sense, but now that I've done the CSA, uh, I, well, then I you, feel... Then no, no, yeah, go ahead. I just was going to say, it feels strange to say, oh, and by the way, check out this video of the tool I'm going to be using with you. It's going to feel a little no. out of place. Of course. No, no, no. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it in that way. I wouldn't do it in that way. I would do it during the first session. But I would do yeah. it fairly soon. I said, you know, now that uh, we're going to work together, I, I want to let you know that I use a variety of tools and techniques to help you, um, you know, reach goals, whatever that may be, to help you feel better or whatever it is that you want to accomplish. And I want to mention what some of them are and tell you a little bit about them so I can answer your questions. And as I see fit, I will guide you to do those. Uh, I, I have spent many years, um, you know, learning about them and find, you know, really researching and finding the best tools that are gentle and efficient. And if you have any questions, would you are you interested in getting to know them? And if you know you have other ways that you work, is there? And if not, just say, you know, what what else do you use other than tapping? Um. That would be the toy I I do mostly talk coaching and um, visualizations. Um, yeah, that's great. So you can say you know I use I often use visualizations, and you can even you know like today I was doing a CSA, and one of the things that throughout throughout the years what I noticed is that not everybody is a fabulous visualizer. Most people are, but not everybody. And then I realized that it's really cool to just kind of test that because it's better to know ahead of time if there's an issue or if there's resistance. And I say one of the tools that I use is, uh, is visualization because, you know, that has been proven. This is another thing that is so cool. 
and which is true. It has been proven that when you and we wish I visualize a lot with uh, with the tapping itself, that when we visualize something, the reaction and the effect that it has in the nervous system is the exact same one that the body would experience with with having a real experience, a real event. So that's why I found visualization to be so powerful. Does that make sense? And I get 100% buy-in. Like, you know, all of this, like everybody, and that this has been proven in the military and whatnot, right, that we all have the exact same reactions, be the situation real, what we think is real versus visualized. Um, so I share that. And then I say the other tool, one of the other tools I use is called EFT or tapping and is based on um, acupuncture. Do you know a little bit? You know, of course, we don't use needles and this is how we do it. And the reason that I do it is because um, I find it extremely effective when releasing um, the nervous system from going to the stress response. It also allows us to, you know, release emotions and negative beliefs and so on. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's great to do it at the very beginning because you never know when you want to use it. Oh, I totally would do it in the first session. I just felt like, I I felt like, yeah, what if I want to tap with her right in the first session? I can't. Exactly. I mean, I can. I can say, you know, so right now I just want you to, you know, tap on your collarbone, tap on the top of your head someplace that I could, you know, guide her to. um, Right. And if something's coming up so that she at least has a little tapping happening. Could you also right. like do something like send an email beforehand saying, these are the tools I use, check out these videos? Like, is that appropriate? If I, I would if I had said something in the CSA. Oh. To me, that is scary. I would have to tap on that because um, it feels like, so what if she gets totally freaked out that this is not what I thought I was getting? <laughs> I think that on a, on a, at this point, Without knowing, I, I, I have done that with clients, by the way, Claudia. If I, if I have mentioned in the CSA at all, I tell them I'm going to send you, you know, I'm going to send you a page so you know where to tap and how and so on. And, uh, um, you know, that, that's, that's totally cool. They, they, if you haven't mentioned it at all, then this is somebody that you really don't know. Um, yeah. So I would definitely cover it up first thing in the first session. You know, before we start, I would like to... Uh, to share with you a little bit more about me and the tools that we're going to use together that are going to help you achieve, you know, what we discussed in, in our consultation. Or, and so I think it's a, it's a good way of introducing it. Does that, does that work? Yes, yes. Going mm-hmm. forward, I will uh, mention it in the CSA. It wasn't on yeah. script. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it wasn't in the script. Well, you know what? Actually, the truth is, the best thing that you did, the best thing that you knew, and, and it was, it worked, which is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And the fact that you, you're going to use a tool, it's it's not, you know, it's not super important. It it also depends on how long your CSAs are, or, you know. Um, so it's it's perfect. And, and sometimes you also need more time to explain, and it's really good to do that, you know, just uh-huh. to share with them and respond to questions. And I mean, like Stefan like Stephen said, I do work right away with clients where Stefan 
uses the first session to gather the history and get a, a lot more information, explain different tools and things that he would use and, you know, and, and really, like, delineate a path forward. So there's very various ways of doing things. I think mm-hmm. it's perfect the way not not. Yeah, I I, um, I have room to tap on just that I'm kind of making some anxiety around this, but I don't know that there's any problem at all. (laughs) It's it's going to be just wonderful and perfect. Absolutely. It's going to be, and she sounds like she's your perfect client. Yeah, she, she really does. A very charismatic leader, huge charismatic leader. Um, and I'm beginning to realize that, <laughs> okay, it's not surprising the people that, you know, are, get drawn to this. Because charismatic leaders who don't know how to deal with their enforcer are often going to struggle in relationships. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I have to tell you, I love working with charismatic leaders because charismatic leaders are very insightful, very self-aware, and very interested in, in, you know, developing. So I think that it's, I love it. I, I, I have to say, I know that you have a big um, knowledgeable achiever, but is a knowledgeable achiever your primary, Donna? No. No, it's not. Yeah, it's just I've so. been living in. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's no, a strong it's, knowledgeable achiever. It's, it's not like I don't have that. I do, strongly, but. Yeah. Knowledgeable achievers primary are I find much harder to deal with. Oh yeah. Um, they're like aren't they? Like they're tough cookies. You need to prove they're what? that you're tough the cookies. tough cookies, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not not in a bad way, it's just that, you know, they they know so much that it's like mm-hmm. ugh, sometimes it's like <laughs> so <laughs> Comments, questions, ladies. Any, any, uh, anything? Jen, are still? Are you still with us? I am. I'm listening. Okay. Um, you, you answered my question when you were talking to Donna about, you know, going into the the her enforcer part and how, you know, when you were explaining your client how you really play on if they just did it my way. And that was my question. Do we just feed into their their little story for a while and let them hear that and be a part of that? And, and it appears that, yes, we do. So that was good to hear because I'm one of those people that sometimes, you know, want people to be happy when they leave. So <laughs> I I don't always go that route. And, and um, that's good to know. That's good to know that I can take them in that part and then they have their own realization of what's going on. That was helpful. Great, because it is it is very, very important for them to hear themselves as well. And what it is almost is and using your intuition about how you and if you can ask them, you don't have to you know, part is intuition and part is asking them how they actually feel. You know, right. a lot of a lot of enforcers are the intentions are very good. And it's like, well, they they do they have to do it my way because I'm you know my best my way is the best way, um, mm. and you know if they if they knew what was good for them they would do it, mm-hmm. way, right? 
Right, um, right. But the but the other piece that I think is so important is to actually also get in touch with the fact that what they really want is they really care. Right? It's not just for sometimes it's for their own good. But a lot of the people if they if you know, if they're your client and they're really working and they're wanting to be in a better place. A lot of the times it's because they care and they become an, they're the enforcer because somehow they're scared that things are going to go bad. So they're scared of mm-hmm. something. Right, right. It's identifying that. Um, you have one of those? You have one of those ladies or a gentleman? Me? Yeah. Um, not at the moment. Well, yeah, actually, a, a friend of mine that I haven't worked with yet, that that um, she definitely is a charismatic leader. Oh, my goodness gracious. And she's very much enforcer. And and so it's it's good to hear how to go about it with her because I was like, oh, crap, when I get her in there, what am I going to do? But then I have to look at my charismatic leader and go, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I get it. That enforcer thing, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. 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 And also that the enforcer comes out because there's a younger part that is is being triggered, that is scared of something. Mm, Yes. If you you look at at yourself, I think we're all charismatic leaders here, so um, I have found that there's always uh, some sort of fear that is triggering the enforcer into play. It's okay. almost like I, I feel like it's um, we turn into either into like a puffer fish. You know, the puffer fish becomes really prickly and and <laughs> it's it's a, it's a really because it, it's true we become prickly with anger, right? And it's like, but in in reality, it's a protective mechanism. Yes. yes. I missed that part. What what comes out? I'm sorry. Say that again. What is, oh, you couldn't hear me? I, I didn't understand. I, I heard that, you know, enforcer comes out when a fear from the younger self gets triggered, but then something. So it's like this, because it, it's like just like a puffer fish that gets all puffed up. A puffer up fish. The puffer fish becomes like really puffed up and prickly, like all these you know pointy thorns or whatever, because it's a protective mechanism. So it's like I'm going to become really big and mean, so you just leave me alone. Mm. Because there's something that is going on that is scary. So one of the things I told a client recently was. Okay, your dad is an enforcer, and he's, you know, he can be a total jerk. And I said, I want you to imagine him as a four-year-old throwing a tantrum. And when she, when she stopped laughing, she said, oh, that's really going to help on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and and it has. She already has her Christmas. They do their Christmas in November, a family thing. But uh, she said it totally helped because then he wasn't these like six foot something guy being all pissed and inappropriate and you know being a jerk, but he's just a little boy that happened to grow up. 
And in reality, that's all it was. Mm. But it actually did not throw her into being triggered herself and going into the same pattern of having to defend herself. Mm-hmm. Does yep. that make sense? I think, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. And thank you for saying that because that is something I needed to hear for my ex-husband with, if I can visualize him as that that little boy who didn't get the attention he needed and and you know wasn't having his needs met then then I can look at him differently going into a situation I have coming up so and I will be tapping on that now <laughs> thank you <laughs> of course <laughs> no but it's a good one it's it's very good to to just really realize that, that you know, they're, they're just scared. And then it also, what happens is that it, it makes us less reactive because then we don't get hooked. Otherwise, ah. it's like we, then we go into our, you know, our, our, into our enforcer to protect ourselves, and it's not yep. a very pretty picture. There's no adult in the room. That's so true. That's so true. That's really funny that you said that we could be reactive instead or not be reactive. I pulled a, you know, Dove Dark Chocolates and me. They have the messages. And so today, or no, it wasn't a Dove. It was my um, my uh, yogi tea. And it said, um, don't react, take action. So that was my little message today on my yogi tea. So, and now I have a full-on understanding of what that means for me. Because I was like, what the hell does this mean? But now I get it. (laughs) (laughs) There are no coincidences. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's why, you know, don't react, take action. I think it's also similar when I was talking with my my mom recently. She was visiting. I I told her, don't complain so much. Also, you know, take action, do something. Because when you complain, you remain a victim. Right, and if you yeah. take action, you can do something about it. So it's really, it's really about empowering ourselves and saying, well, you know, he's not going to change, so I might as well do something myself. <laughs> like you know, with your ex, like still not doing what he would do. So, so any anything else, ladies? Was these was these useful? Is there something that it's um I, I can feel a little bit that it's like some movement and, and thinking some um some changes about how to deal with enforcers and uh communicate with them and connect with them as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's been very helpful that way. Yeah, very good. And I, I'm sometimes I wonder, I'm like, I don't know if it's but because we gather or in in you know Margaret's program or what's going on, but sometimes I wonder like, are there really a lot more chiefs than you know than what is it called? Uh, it feels like there's a bunch of charismatic leaders in this world. Oh uh, yeah. So when I was in the Reese Thomas program, he said they are the biggest pro- amount. Like there are the most amount. Of the, the profile is charismatic leader. And oh really? Yeah. He said that the most is charismatic leader. Then it's knowledgeable achiever. Then I forget if it's team player and creative idealist. I forget which one comes next, but there's the least amount of emotional intelligence specialists. There's like a handful of them. 
And then he said that um, the reason why there are so many charismatic leaders and we can all get along is because when a charismatic leader really gets behind someone, like when, that, when a charismatic leader really gets behind a movement, the charismatic leader doesn't always have to be in the, in, in the running the show. They can, they can serve also. Mm. So when a charismatic leader gets behind a cult or something, they can, it's almost like they can lead or they can just support even if they're yeah. not at the top. Like when a true charismatic leader is really in their power, they don't always have to lead. They can support a leader as well because they know that the way that they're going to be a charismatic leader is by serving the greater cause. That is really cool. Yeah. They see the bigger picture. Yeah. So, like, for example, um, I have to take a part-time job, and um, I'm working as an employee with bosses, and I'm okay with that. It's not bothering me at all. Like, I get that, like, right now my job is to serve the bigger cause of my life and of the, the store where I'm working, and I don't mind being having a boss. So it's not something I can do for a long period of time, uh, but it's something that I know I need to do and can do right now, and I support the team. Yeah, that's really cool to know. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good for you, Claudia, for for recognizing that too, and 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 being able to do that. And thanks for sharing that. That's what we do sometimes. Like, it was interesting to hear you say about the uh, EIS. Because that's, I think that's my primary. (laughs) (laughs) And then charismatic leader is second. But uh, that was interesting to hear because I fall into my enforcer sometimes rather than like the the team player part of it. Um, So that was good to hear for how I can go into my work now too and kind of say this is temporary and I'm, serving a greater cause and like that. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, that's wonderful because you did the research program for how long? You were... I did the whole program, all three years. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. pretty awesome. Yeah, and so you can, be, you can be like an, an emotional intelligence specialist but you and you might not go into defense as a victim. You might go into defense as an enforcer. So you can be a profile, but you might go into defense in a different profile. Wow, that makes it a lot more complex. You just threw a, a curved ball at me, girl. Yeah, I did. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, oh, huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I go, wow. Into, I go into thinker defense a lot. Are you going to what defense? defense. Wait, wait, which which defense do you go into a lot? Thinker. Oh, really? Yeah. I can I can shut down so deeply you cannot get a word out of me. (laughs) Yeah. I did it as a child a lot. That's protect myself. Hmm. Hmm. Well the thing is well, the video is interesting because you are is your your charismatic leader primary then? Yeah. Right. 
But that makes a lot more sense because the charismatic leader has all of them, right? So you can go into the defense of any of the profiles. Oh, but right, can, a, right. can a team player go into, you know, instead of a, a people pleaser, can a team player go into thinker? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, they tend to go into enforcer. So team players tend to go into enforcer defense because they get oh. so angry that they're doing so much for everybody. Like, yeah. like when they no longer feel, like when they start people-pleasing, they may go into enforcer as a defense, like, because they get so angry that they've done so much that they're like, screw you. Ah. They can, team players can be quite fiery. Yeah, that's true. I have one now. And I don't know if, I thought he was a CL primary, but I think it's a, a team player primary with CL uh, secondary. But he's mm. a huge enforcer. Yeah. Mm. That the makes way sense. they protect themselves from people pleasing. Right. Mm. That, that, for me, because team player, um, people pleaser, I don't know if that was my defense for a while because I lived with an enforcer and my father and my ex-husband. Um, and then recently I found out about the that I'm more EIS team player and charismatic leader, I think my EIS and my team player were, were equal in my score when I took the test. Um, but I don't know if I was taking it from my my defense of a people pleaser. So I'm going to have to relook at that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really, really cool. And I, I always thought, you know, I don't know. This would be interesting, but because... Uh, I know that I'm definitely a, a charismatic leader, but at one okay. point, uh, Margaret told me that I was an EIS primary. Mm. No, you're a empathic charismatic leader. You have empath. You have a strong empath. Is that, so is that part, <laughs> but is that part of my, my part of my charismatic leader or my EIS? Um, I think it's part of your charismatic leader. You're just a soft charismatic leader. You're a very soft. You you definitely have EIS. I don't I don't think it's your primary. <laughs> I didn't think so. I really didn't think so yeah. because I'm not as soft as um, Amy, for example, right? As soft as who? Amy. Oh, Amy. Yeah, but she's Amy. a pure pure EIS. Yeah. Right. Probably have yeah. EIS like third. Or maybe oh, second. Yeah. I think that my CIS is definitely second. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know what I would have a second. I don't have a, I don't have a team is, player or a KA. I think you have a lot of KA. Me? No. That's like, good. <laughs> yeah, I think you, because you have a lot of experience. Like, your KA isn't through learning through books, but it's through experience. Yeah, that's true. But I thought that KAs love learning through books. Not always. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's always learning through books. I think that there's a lot of knowledgeable achievers who learn through experience, life experience. Huh. That's so interesting. Okay. See, you're just opening a whole thing here. Huh? That's really it's cool. Part you're of opening. Oops. Part Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Go, Donna. Go ahead. I was just going to say, isn't part of knowledgeable achiever being liking to be an expert? Yeah, definitely. So acquiring the knowledge and experience to be an expert in what you do. 
Yeah, it's true, but you know, I I think that I I think of myself a lot more of an intuitive expert than a knowledge expert. That's that, that's my take. I could, you know, but maybe it's true. Yeah, I'll I'll think about it. But for my for me, I feel always that a knowledgeable achiever is very linear, and I'm not linear. That's why. Oh yeah, true. So then you definitely have would have more EIS. Yeah, that's what I think. And that's so cool. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But ladies, anything else that I could I could support you with or help you or any other EFT questions that we may have? Or I'm going into and then it's also how to it's so cool to integrate the tapping with the the uh, profiles is really cool. No, it's super cool. Profiles. Yeah. I have found talking about the profiles and EFT. I have found that it's incredibly. Um, what's the word? Just gratifying and very reassuring to share with someone and help them accept who they are. Yeah. Because when I really get clarity, which is not, you know, it's, it's a, a good a majority of the time, I mean, um, of what a, a client might be, when I help them see what they're doing and who they are and what makes them tick, it's um, it's really, it's a beautiful thing. People just, um, it's almost like when somebody, it's almost like when somebody gets diagnosed with, you know, like um, like Dave, right? Knowing what it, what it was that was actually making him be in so much pain. Because until you know... You can make up all kinds of stories in your head and freak out about them. Yeah. Right. Right. So when you know, it's like, oh, I do these and I have this reaction and I feel so intensely because I, you know, I'm a charismatic leader going to my enforcer. I want to lead, but I don't know how. Or I'm, you know, people that are in hiding. And then when right. that shifts, it's such a relief. It's like, oh, so. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I hope, Claudia, that you bring into your sessions with people. I will, absolutely. Yeah, I really, yeah. And the, I have to tell you, the teenagers love that stuff. Really? Uh, yes. So, yes. Yes, they do. I've worked with teenagers a lot, Claudia, and my girls' friends come to me all the time for stuff like this. Let's go see Mrs. Sawyer. She, you know, and, and even some of their moms are saying, go talk to Mrs. Sawyer about this stuff. And they really are open to it, and they really get it. So when I heard that you wanted to do this, I thought that was fantastic. Um, and especially because, like I even told Kelsey the other day, oh, I hope Claudia comes to visit. You will just love her. She's 22 oh. now, but... She would, and so would Aaron, and, and I think with that, you know, you're relatable, you're beautiful, you're fun, you're knowledgeable about all of this. I really think that that's going to be a key thing, taking you forward with these kids, and, and they really do. They really eat it up. They're very open to it as well, much more so than some adults. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm actually, I'll, I'll finish up with this story. My daughter, who's only 13, but we've been, since we've been learning with, you know, with Stefan, 
if many times we actually at the dinner table we're talking about profiles and you know we bring about somebody or a classmate of hers or somebody we know and we say well they're you know they're a team player and this is why they're doing that or the other thing blah, blah, blah. so this past summer she goes she goes to camp and she, I pick her up first day and she tells me oh I want to tell you everybody that is in my group because they divided the kids and in my group there's five of us. And I was telling them how so-and-so is a charismatic leader, and these are the girls. She's a, you know, intelligence specialist, and she animals the EAS, and, uh, and that's why she's actually doing all these tantrums that she's doing. And then so-and-so, is a, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. But not uh-huh. only that, not only she loved it, but she wasn't, it wasn't like showing off or anything, but she was fascinated by the fact that she could actually pinpoint people. And all these kids were in awe because they thought that she was like a witch, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So it's so, so cool. Yeah. What a gift for her. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Truly, yes. Yeah, She, she, she really loves it. It's like, you know, it's just, it's uh, and it's, it's been an amazing thing to know what she is because it has made a huge difference in knowing how to be with her as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I agree a hundred percent because my my daughter is a charismatic leader to the hilt, and we we took the test. I had the girls take the test, and so it was very interesting, and it it has helped them to relate to each other as well as sisters. So it's it's really been. It's been cool. You know Reese has a new book out, right? Yes, I Which have book? it. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Good. yeah. Is that, that Which book is it, Claudia, that you're talking about? The new one with the profiles and stuff? Yeah, it's got like a light yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah, I have that. And there's okay, that good. test in there. That they oh, that's take. what you're getting the test. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I copied the test and had my girls take it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know the test was there. You can tell how much I've opened it. <laughs> <laughs> I confess, I have okay, barely okay. opened it. Okay, okay. I see. If you're a charismatic leader, EIS, you're definitely not a knowledgeable achiever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I barely opened five. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I kind of, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I actually, even the small one I've had forever, and I read a few pages, and I'm like, wait, this is way too heady for me. <laughs> I can't, I can't, it was way yeah. too much. It's like, no, too much information. I, know. <laughs> I read it. Now yeah, imagine being in school with him for three years. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Uh, no way. Amazing. No way. Wow. Amazing. Was it, was it able was well, maybe you have a much bigger KA than I have. Probably you do. Probably, yes, I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I found fascinating his, some of his um, presentations, but sometimes he can get a little too heady for me. He's a little bit like Carolyn Mace. Like he can lose because he's a creative idealist, primary mm. creative idealist. He can lose his life very easily. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful ladies, I think it's it's time for me to turn into a pumpkin. Um, <laughs> and uh, please, if anything comes up along, you know, I'm saying it again because now we're going to have a little bit of a longer week. Um, I know that. 
we can either, we talked about um, uh, having, neither of you can do Wednesday evening, right? Is that going on? I can't do Wednesday evening, no. Okay. Okay, so Wednesday doesn't work, and we cannot find any other time during the day. Is that right? Days are tough. Right, because what would mean is that the next time that will be in January 7th. That feels okay to me because I feel like then we won't be done soon. (laughs) That's true. I don't want this to end. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's totally cool. That We we can definitely do that. And then then let's consider this. If you want to do January 7th and 14th or... We can do uh, January 7 and, oh, no, I cannot do the 21st Um, because the 21st, I'm heading to Texas for um, Alan Davidson event. Are any of you going? No, I can't go. I wish. Yeah, well, I have to tell you, hold on, let me do something here. Hold on one second. Okay, I don't know how to do that. Okay, oh, well. I wanted to stop the recording, but there, we are going because we found like the round trip airfare was like two hundred and five dollars or something. That's great! Oh yeah, wow. that's fantastic. Yeah, it was really like ridiculous, so we we decided to go. Okay, so we'll we'll meet then January seventh, but I would love to hear from you in the meantime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, anything at all that you have that you you know any questions or any success. I will reach out to you and uh, and let me know what what comes up or any questions at all that you may have. Thank you. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. I send you all a big hug and tons of love and happy, happy holidays. Yeah, yeah, happy holidays, everyone. Yes, yeah. have a wonderful time. Oh, and I have to tell you, because you're the local ladies, that I'm in touch with Carolyn... Carolyn, Aina, and Denise, and we're going to go contra dancing in the new year, near, somewhere okay. near me. So you're I'll all invited. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I said, I want to come visit when you go to do that. <laughs> well, of course. Come on and come over with your sweetie because we're all going. Okay. Let's do it. I'm not very so good I'll at keep, it, I'll keep you posted right. about the dates. I think it may be either... That first weekend in January, what did we say, the 7th or the 8th or something? No, the 8th or the 9th, something like that. So just put, put a little a little bookmark somewhere, the, the January, 7, January 8th or 9th, Friday or Saturday. In Boston? No, not in Boston. It's actually north of where I am. It's in Greenfield, not. Oh, Greenfield. Wow, that's far. Yeah, it is. Have to make a. We have to make a. It's in the boondocks. It's you know near me. <laughs> boondocks. No, I'm in the boondocks. <laughs> no, no, I think that I'm more in the boonies than you are. I mean, the, my mom says that we are in the boonies of the boonies here. Oh my god. <laughs> my si- my sister came to visit and she said, if something happened to you here, they don't even find you by the smell. So you get the picture. <laughs> Oh, no, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies, have a wonderful holiday. I love you all, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch, okay? Okay, okay guys. Bye.
Love you,
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.